morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5AO. Get you something to drink, some water, some tea, some juice, some coffee, something cold, something hot. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. Find you a pillow, a chair, a copper squad, or sit right here on the stoop because we got some things to talk about. Now, <clears throat> I should have did this podcast yesterday, but all these things that took place, I had to regroup, think, figure it out, what I wanted to say about and what was really important. And then I found that it was all important because we all are victims of doing this. We all go through this. We all do on this spiritual journey. And when you know better, you do better. And if I can help you to see the patterns and the trauma and all the brokenness and help you to fix it, heal it, and overcome it or go through it, and know that you're not alone, then, baby, that's what I'm here for. All I'm doing is sharing my life experience. Somebody asked me, well, what give you the authority? Living, life. Life gave me the authority. I don't want you to go down the same route. And if you do want to go down that route, at least you have another perspective and what to look forward when these things hit you in the head. Because, see, we all say what we could, what we should do, or what we're going to do, or what we... Ah, man, if that happened to me, I'm going to do until it happens, until you get in that situation. Some people buckle, some people fold. Here's a few stories and examples that I want to give you. So yesterday, while I was talking to everybody, you know, we all say what what we would do if that happened to me. So let's just say you at work. We all say, well, if a Cameron say something to me, I'm going to curse them out. I'm going to fuck them up. I'm going to be on World Star. Well, my daughter was at work. And they greet everyone that walks in. So, you don't think that somebody would say something disrespectful to you or nothing. You at work. You know, you at work. You're minding your business. You're earning your paycheck. So, everybody that walked in, hello, welcome. I'm not going to say the company name because I ain't trying to get sued. But, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the store. You know, if you need any help, you know, feel free to grab one of us and check out our sales. Okay. Well, they said that and someone said, what up, black bitches? (laughs) And it was a Karen. So, the customer was the one that recorded it. She said, excuse me? She said, what up, black bitches? (laughs) Now, y'all can all sit and say, oh, somebody say that to me. I'm busting my ass. But reality kicks in. You got rent to pay. Jobs are scarce. See, it's sad because at one time it was hard to find a job. Now jobs are trying to find people. But people don't want to deal with the public and people scared of COVID. And some people have just then gotten lazy like, fuck that. I don't want to go back to work. I live off the government. I live off whatever I can get. Or some people just clocked out, right? Because they had two years of not doing nothing. And in their mind, it's going to be a stimulus check. They still waiting on those. So they'd rather sit home. Sit home, fuck it. Eventually, somebody will send us something. So, okay. But some people are like, fuck that shit. I got to go out here and make a living. And, you know, I got to have faith. I got to have faith that I will respect the boundaries. I won't touch people. You know... Washing my hands and all of that. Now, I'll take precautions. And some people got the boosters and the shots and the vaccine and, you know. But some people 
they're out there. So, there was a, a customer that was recording it. And I'm telling you, Karen was going off, cursing, crying, screaming. So, my daughter said, I'm going to need you to go and go shopping. Find you something good to do. Now, if you're going to go and buy something, go ahead. Other than that, I ain't going to take it, but for so long. And everybody else was just sitting there. So it was the customers that were recording it. So when the Karen asked, why are you recording it? She said, because it's people like you that are lie and have these people lose their job. So no. And she wound up leaving. Because some people really do want attention. Some people want, because, you know, you'll get Instagram or social media famous people send you a little money and all of that because some black people cursed you out or some black person hit you or threatened you. So most people are really doing that. So please be mindful because that's the new scam of today. White folk, for real, the Karens, walking in jobs and you don't know what they did to trigger those responses. Because in this day and age, ain't nobody just, I'm at work, you walk in the store, I'm just going to attack you. No, there's something that happened. Before this even came, and they usually had their friends sitting there videoing it. So they only going to catch the part of you acting ignorant, you doing the damage, you, you know, being a monster. So, and they post it, they get likes, they get, oh my God, oh, we with you, oh, you can sue, oh, and they get this money. And they become a little insta, insta social media famous. So be mindful. But I can understand, and I can hear some of y'all, well, if that happened to me, I'm going to do. No, 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 no. Majority of y'all will buckle and fold. And it all depends on where you are mentally. My daughter said, I got bills to pay. <laughs> and she wasn't all that. It's not what you call me. It's what, you, what I answer to. At the end of the day, that makes sense. You know you ain't a black bitch. You a black woman, a black queen, a black artist. You're not a black bitch. So it's not what you call me. It's what you, what I answer to. And she said it right. I'm going to need you to go shopping because that's what you came in here for. And then go and get you someplace because I'm only going to tolerate it but for so long. You, 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 uh-uh. So there was a young lady that, the customer also caught all of this. There was a young lady coming in because it's a clothing store. So there was a young lady coming in with her daughter and she told her, now is not the time to bring your daughter unless you don't want her to be, you know, disrespected. So the lady said, I'll be back. And until that woman left because she was terrorizing everybody in the store, trying to poke the bear, so to speak, and get someone to get her response so she can try to get a come up. But nobody fell for it. I remember, right? So y'all quick to say what y'all will do. I remember going to the American Museum in D.C. And they had the, um, uh, the, the, the young man, they had his, his body out. Well, they had the display. But she really used the real casket that he was being buried in. Forgive me, I have a brain freeze. So, here it is. Man, it was packed. And everyone was, you know, just in their feelings. In their feelings. And 
these three white people were in there because you had to wait online. Like you were viewing his body all over again. So it was a reenactment. But she had the real um, casket. And they had the picture of how he was in the casket. And um, she, um, these three white people were there and they were laughing. Young, young. I, I would say they couldn't be older than 25. And they were laughing and it was like oh, another nigga dead. No, for real. Real talk. And people were, you know, shocked. Like, what? What the fuck? And they were standing there holding up the line. Then they stepped back and like, whoever went, like, was standing there viewing it and reading what, what it was and everything. They was like, another nigga dead. All right. What they crying for? The nigga dead. Right? I'm using the N-word and everything. It was an elder, this lady, I'll never forget. And she spoke so beautiful. She said, this is what they want. And we're not going to give it to them. We came here to see our history, to see the things that they have done to us. And yet we still survive. We are still moving in higher levels. She said, because we are the true children of God. Oh, lady, she had to be like 89 years old. She said, and I lived this and I had to come and see to see and so y'all will know what we went through. She said, you're not being a punk by being quiet. You're not being, uh, uh, you know, scared or a gangster because you're attacking them. She said, because this is what they want because they need an excuse to shut this down because they don't want the truth to come out. The monsters are really them, not us. She said, but they are always scared of power. She said, so look at them and feel sorry for them, not for the young brother that was in this casket that this happened to. She said, they're the ones that are the monsters. And when she said that, we all just collected ourselves. And I'm talking about they were really, then they started speaking loud and laughing and no one gave them attention. We read it. Some people started humming and singing. I mean, it was beautiful. They looked and seen they couldn't stop nothing, and they left. And the security, each floor they went to, to leave. Everybody was like, okay, the package is now leaving. It is, And they said on the loudspeaker, the package has left the building because they came to the wrong address. But it was very beautiful, and I was so grateful to see that, to see that part. And it was amazing. And it taught me something. We all say what we would do in any situation until we are there. Some things don't need your attention. So that was one. Now, you know how people always be at work too, right? And I was talking to my son and there was a young lady that's always causing havoc and things like that because she thinks that no one is going to say something. Well, it was one girl that was ready to set it off, to set it off. Like, fuck that. I, I can do time in jail. I can do all that. Let's go. Buckled. I'm pregnant. Buckled. Because it happens. It happens. 
Same way. It's talk of spirituality. Oh, if my godparent disrespect me, if my godparent ignore me, I'm going to curse them out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to say. But what does it get you? At the end of the day, what does it get you? Because, see, we tend to forget. Even in spirituality, as in life, we put these people on a pedestal. We put these acts on, oh, if this happens, I'm, I'm going to jail. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, it's easy to say those words. Oh, it's easy. I'll go to jail. Ah. Until that gravel hit, that motherfucking judge guilty. <laughs> then you are, you're, <laughs> now it's time for you to recalibrate some shit. Man, if I had a chance, I'd do this all over. I'll walk away. Who are you showing in front of? Because, see, when you get an audience, you want to perform. Knowing that the audience only paid a ticket to watch a fool perform. I don't have time for that. I don't. You're not having that much power over me so you can act out. I'd rather walk away. I'd be like, all right, okay, see you later. And I had, I'm going to be honest, I had that chance, right, a few, a week ago. I had that chance. And some of us really, we really cannot. So I knew I had to learn. And I have to also separate myself. But there's things also that you have to work on. And let me explain. I'm learning to work on, <clears throat> my, my heart goes out to kids. And if you are a parent, then you should take care of your children, Right? I had mine when I was young. They ain't going to no system or nothing. I had to take care of them. And what hurts me, what hurts me, because I I used to live on 161st and Jamaica Avenue, 88 and Jamaica Avenue in the shelter, right, with my kids. And the things that I saw is traumatizing. Where I saw a woman put a man before a kid, she had locked him in a closet when he come. Feed them Franks and feed this motherfucker steaks and shit. And the kids be crying. They be hungry and stuff. And she'll beat them. I also seen a mother that would have her daughter prostitute for her So she can feed this motherfucking dude that she in love with. But I also saw a woman where her father, he's their daughters, was feeling on them. And she turned a deaf eye because... As long as she let him touch her daughter, he'll come home. So I, I, I seen some shit. I did. I seen some shit in my lifetime. And, you know, it just made me become a beast for my kids. Sometimes it, it overcompensate, I overcompensate for it because I've seen what this world is capable of doing. And I know it's capable of doing even more worse. <laughs> but I also seen the beauty in it as well. But when you see a lot of things from hanging in the street, you um, you get a different perspective of how life is. And it, it also fucks you up. Real talk. It does. It messes you up. And you have to unlearn and heal, right? Um, so when you have kids, I, I believe you should take care of them. I, I don't think no one is more important than your children. But that's just me. Not everybody think that way. So, recently, I was in an altercation because I, I don't think you should take the money <clears throat> that the government is giving you for your children and you go and spend it on the next person. 
and your children are without. So it's either you don't want them or you're, you're, you're broken. But when you are arguing back and forth and anger hits and you allow this person to take you out of your comfort, you do. So I did. I, I, I was in an altercation. I knocked someone out. And am I happy about it? No, I'm not. Not even going to lie. Am I happy <clears throat> that I set my peace? Yeah, of course. Did it have to go that way? Sometimes it does. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Sometimes it does. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, no, no. Sometimes it does. Sometimes. Is it right? Do I condone violence and all that? No, I don't. No, I don't. But sometimes, as my, my father and I always hear him in my head, sometimes you got to do real nigga things. Sometimes. And <clears throat> I want to I wanna explain that you know, we all say we are for the people. We're quick to yell out, you know, I'm a healer and I'm for the people. But as you see in time, most people don't want to wake up. And most people like the predicament they're in. Most people like the shit that they're sitting in. Some people don't want you to help them get clean. Some people crave the attention. They get more from being a fucked up individual. Yeah, I understand the kids suffer. They do. Not gonna lie. They do. They do. They do. And, you know, you don't want... Because now you have to deal with two bases. ACS, Children's Protective Center Agency, are there to protect the children, but they're not. They're not. So you'll pull them out of one situation and put them in something worse. And it's sad because the caseworkers and the managers and all of that, they just doing it for a check. They don't care where these kids stay at. So they'll put them in another home and that home is just as worse. Shit, I'd rather, I would rather, keep it real, I'd rather be in a house that's dirty because now I, at least I can learn how to clean it up than be in a fucking house where they not feeding me and I got to watch up because the husband get ready to rape me. So, the lesser of two demons. You know what I'm saying? And it's sad because this is the world we live in. And people would rather turn a blind ear and an eye than say, hey, you sitting in shit. Oh, as, as the actress said, you, shitting, you sit in shit long enough, it tends to lose its smell. So, most people think it's a norm. But that's not this conversation. This conversation is being in situations or sitting there saying what you would do. No. Until you're in that, don't judge nobody. Don't don't sit and dog nobody out until you're in that situation. Because you don't know the choices and what they live through when it's based on the outcome that they think is right. Real talk. Spirituality, we always say, oh, if a motherfucker use me, if they take my money, I'm going to kill them. Well, you don't know until. I had someone tell me, oh, well, to make your leg wise, $900. And I gave them that. I gave them that 900 And they had it for three years. So everybody else was like, oh, I'll do. I I'm not doing all that. I got my money back, though. I will say that. I got all my money back. We're no longer friends. We don't speak. We don't 
at none of that. But I did get my money back. Because I went about it a different way. So I did. I can't. That's the one thing I can't say. So when other people that got their money took from that person and they go, yeah, I ain't get my money back. I walk away. And when they ask, well, why are you walking away? Didn't they? No, I got my money back. What? Yeah, I did. I got my money back. Oh, that's some bullshit. No, I got my money back. So this is not the conversation for me. I don't need to be a part of this. Oh, well, this person did this. Uh, let me walk away because they didn't do that to me. For real? Yeah, no, not at all. They didn't, nah. Oh, that's fucked up. Mm-mm, it's not. It also depends on how you carry yourself. If you're straight up, good character, all that, yeah, people still going to try you. It's just the way of the world. So with some motherfucker in the bunch, it's always, always. But majority of it is, nah, and I was talking to someone yesterday, and I said, you know why the scammers reign? Do you know why the scammers are so people would rather run to the scammers than they'd rather run to a real priestess? It don't have nothing to do with your title, your Arisha, who crowned you. It don't have nothing to do with that. We come in, as far as I've seen in talking to people, we come in with all of the, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, ah, uh-uh. Scammers come in saying, how can I help you? Oh, my God, you're a great individual. They make people feel welcome. They make people feel like they matter. They make people comfortable. We stop doing that. We become so spiritually connected that we forget the very people we should be helping. (laughs) Real talk. We become so spiritually lifted. We are edified. We are. We are. That the people that we are helping... They don't know nothing about that. Hence why when I go in certain places, I don't go as, I am E5AO crowned for five years, Ocean and Ogon, and I have been crowned by, and I've done this, and I've been on this show. And no, they be like, yo, what's up? Yo, what's up, player? <laughs> what's your name? Most people call me E5. All right, that's cool. That's cool. How you spell that? I. F-A. Oh, word. I would have spelled the E and the A and the F and the C or something. Word, word. Yeah, yeah. So that's what your mama name? Nah. Spiritual name, but I just carry it. Oh, okay. If you don't mind me asking, you know, what's your real name? Ah, uh, you know what they, you know what the strippers say? They don't give out their real name until you earn it. Yeah, you got to earn that player. Oh, word. Yeah. You a stripper? Somewhat. I strip you out of the very things that are broken in you <laughs> and build you back and help you get whole. How you doing? <laughs> they be laughing. Or I walk in and they go, hey, how you doing? I'm necessary like you are. That means we all need it. Oh, my God. I never heard that. It's neither have I. <laughs> but you can use it. All right. All right. And that's it. I'm not here to, and I don't do the buffoonery. Oh, we good niggas. Nah, I don't do that. What's up, play? Hey. Or somebody would be like, oh, my God, I love those bracelets. So do I. That's why I wear them all the time. What they are? That's spiritual. Oh, okay, okay. And then it'll go to a conversation. Or I'll walk in, you know, because if I'm walking in the room, I'm greeting everybody. Now, if you walk in the room, it's your turn to greet everybody. Okay. I've been put in situations where I've been called a nigga. I've been put in situations where I've been called a bitch. Now, unfortunately, I've never been put in a situation where I walked in and caught a nigga screwing in my house. That I've never done. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I've not had a man call me a bitch in my face or in front of my kids. 
got out of the bag. I was watching Joe's video. He said, I've never been robbed at gunpoint. I said, neither have I. The most people that took something from me wasn't suits and ties and regular clothes, but it wasn't no motherfucker that, you know, came up to me and put your money in the bag. No, I've never had that. I said, wow, I ain't mad at you, Big Fat Joe. Um, I have been cheated on, and I've cheated on folk. I have that. I've seen a lot of things, man. And I guarantee you, you yourself have seen things, those that are listening. I've seen things, you know. But I also, what I don't do is allow my emotions to dictate an outcome of something. Because we tend to fall and follow our emotions. So, and it all plays a part of being somewhere or being in a situation and saying what you would do. Uh, I remember, you know, I, and I learned this lesson. Sister, that I know her name is Kachita. Like I said, she would, as long as her man came home, she allowed him to touch her daughters. And her daughters was like four and three. As long as he can touch them and play with them down there, she, she didn't care. She just had a man home. So room five, and a few others buying them, they would give her money and, you know, be nice. And I remember when they used to ask me, well, why you don't do that? I said, she didn't ask you for that. And they was like, well, why you not giving her money? Or why you not, you know, with the kids? Who kids are they? Hers. Okay. She know. She know that this is wrong. ACS came in, all of that. They never removed the kids. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. I said, either one or two things. Y'all were sexually abused or y'all know someone that was sexually abused. So you're equating that with that and you're hoping that you can help and save her. The only thing that's going to help and save her is therapy, prison, and removing these kids. Or getting rid of this dude. And neither one of these are in the equation. Oh, that's fucked up. No, it's not. She's taking your money, and guess what she's doing? She's giving it to him. And she would. She'd give it to Poppy. That was her man's name. She'd give it right to Poppy. Poppy would come in there drunk, tell her, I want my daughter on my lap. And she, okay, okay. So after he passed out, she's just in love because he's there. He's there. And when he wasn't there, she wouldn't cook. She wouldn't bathe her kids. None of that. If that nigga disappeared for two or three days, we already knew those kids wasn't being taken care of. ACS would come. And she, oh, no, I know, it's just, oh, my God, and then bow. There comes, monitor her for 30 days, right? She'll meet Poppy somewhere else because he coming. Or he'll come late at night. She'll sneak him in. Hey, Mommy, Poppy coming. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I used to tell her, oh, ACS coming too. No, 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 no. But Poppy coming, Poppy coming. She'll dress up, everything. He'll sneak in. Whatever money that Room 5 and all them gave her, she'll get at him. Oh, no, Poppy, look look what I got. Poppy'll take it. Poppy'll tell her she, he want little mommy on his lap. And he'll be sitting there. And you'll see him rubbing on her legs and itching up every so often. And you'll be like, yo, what the fuck you doing? Now, he stopped because he used to sit on the step. But now he stopped. He only do it in the house. And I'm sitting there like, and she, she didn't care. Because Poppy was there. What would you do in that situation? Oh, I beat him up. 
What is that going to prove? Now you in jail. He's still coming there to touch this little girl. He's still coming there to whoop her ass and get money from her. What you going to do? Room five, all of them. They were arguing with her, whatever. She didn't care. She did not give a fuck. She don't care what you say. She do not care. I'm like, okay. Oh, but we got to feed the kids. Who kids are they? You know what happened? God bless the dad. It was Miss Brenda. Bobby walked in. She said, make this your last time coming in here. What? 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 Make this your last time coming in here. Because the next time you come, police coming. So it was management that put their foot down. Then she was like, oh, I can't be here. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. They not letting Bobby back in. Nope. So Brenda told her. Brenda said, DJ kids, you do whatever you want. But on this shift, while you under this roof, there's rules. And that rule is he can't come back here. Right? Miss Brenda was that chick. What'd she do? Find the first fucked up apartment and took it and moved in. Now Poppy can come there and do whatever. When I saw her years later, years later, right? Because she was the first one that ever made me, that's that's why I, I met her. She was the first one that ever made me bacalao, but in the salad form with the avocados and stuff like that, or rice. She was the first one, first one to make me bacalao. I fell in love with that shit. Um, her daughter was big. Beautiful. Daughter grew up to be beautiful, mommy. And a uh, little bit. Little little pocket. We used to call it a little pocket one, right? And her daughters grew up to be beautiful. And they never had respect for her. At all. At all. So I already know he once they got a certain age, he just went all out. These his daughters. And they just never had respect for her. Well, nope. They didn't. She she didn't remember us because she was a little girl. She like four, like I said. When I saw them, they were sixteen or fifteen, and they have no respect for her. They were beautiful. They have no respect for her, like at all, at all. Poppy was uh uh fucked up somewhere, cracked out somewhere, and knowing knowing them, they went through enough abuse, and that was it. But they talked to her. They treated her like she was garbage. And I was like, wow. And I remember when she was like, you know, love make you do crazy things. I said, and I pray that I never fall in love that hard with no one but myself. But myself. But when you're in that situation, Rosa and them, oh, man. i never forget Mancho, her son, Manny, Rosa. Little Rosa and Big Rosa, she named the daughter after her. Mancho was her son, Manny. Paco was the other son. She would throw them in the closet. You were here. I'm crying. She had them out there, prostituting, stealing, doing all that. She didn't care. And then she got hooked on dope. She would nod off and they'd smack the shit out of her and do all of that. <laughs> they wanted their revenge back. Sad. She'd be sitting there talking and nodding, big rose and nodding. And Pacho would be like, yo, she just should die. Like, you'd be like, yo, that's your mom. They'd be like, and? <laughs> so, you know what she did to us? Like, that was it. Um, Her name was Lena, Lena, Layla, Lila, 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 Lila. Beautiful, 
beautiful girl. Beautiful. Beautiful. She had two beautiful kids, but beautiful. Oh my God, beautiful. Beauty fades. Because they, after they got finished with her, them drug dealers and them dudes up there on Jamaica Avenue, beauty fades. That's the only thing I can say. Once again, what would you do if you were in that situation? Well, it all depends on where your mind frame is. Now, I want to make it personal. Not even personal. I want to bring it back, right? Because I don't want to go all over the place. I need to keep you focused. Spirituality. You're going to do cinemas and you're taking classes and you're, you know, you're learning and you're connecting. You're doing everything you're supposed to do. You're in your own world, minding your own business. You're doing your thing. And here someone comes and tells you that you're wrong. Tells you that, you know, what you're saying. They may know a few spiritual words that you never heard of, you can't identify with. You never heard them say it in your school when you was coming up. So now you second guessing yourself. Now, don't tell me because I've seen people where, and a few of y'all listening, where, oh, I got it. I got it together. Oh my God. Nope. I'm learning, doing great things. And here's somebody come and tell you, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh-uh, I have so many years. You're wrong. And then they little lackeys come and get on your page and they say the same thing. Oh, you're wrong. They know, they know. And you stop and they win. Now, some of y'all be like, nope, I'd never do that. Uh-uh. Or get publicly dragged and humiliated. I'm leaving social media. And now they done talked you out of your spot. See, it always amazes me when people go, oh, if I was you, if that would have happened to me, I seen a little bit what happened to you. I seen a preview and your ass failed, fumbled and gave up. I am too hard headed. Or as my barber used to say, she too damn stupid to give up. I sure am. People are people. Stop putting them on pedestals. Even me. Don't put me on a motherfucking pedestal. I tell people that. Oh, my God. Eva, man, you understand? I just love you. I love you back, buddy. Oh, but I just, I listen to you and I, no. Just take my life and these stories and this experience. And at least you know when you're put in this situation, you don't have to be like, what would Eva, man, you do? I ain't Jesus. But now you get, you, you understand. Oh, shit. I heard about this. I ain't think this shit was real. Yo, word? Okay. Nah, play out. Nah, you got it. Oh, wow. You know how you have the amen choir. Oh, my God. They said this about you, and they said that. Good. Tell them to say some more and keep going. Keep going. The same way, i never forget. I, and I always share this story, but i never forget. Me, Teresa, Keisha, Stephanie, all of us, we said, and they was like, oh, if my man cheat on me, I catch him, I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going to jail. I'm doing all that. And I remember my cuckoo ass was like, why? What? Uh-uh, that's my man. He cheated on me. I walk in on him. I'm going to fuck off. Why? Why? Evidently, he's just showing you he don't care. Or they don't care. Right? So why am I going to put my freedom and everything at risk? I know you're lying. So if they screw somebody, that means they don't want me no more. So let them go in grace. Why? I'm going to shoot them, hurt them. I'm going to jail. I'm missing out on my future. All of that. It's not a crime of passion. I, I don't love nobody that much. Fuck that. Freedom? Shit. Nah. Then I ask, 
Who ain't here went to jail? All right, now, that's why you would say some stupid shit like this because you don't understand the other part of this. Being told when to eat, how to shit, all of that. What? Limited. You can't get on the phone. Like right now, you can pick up the phone and call anybody, anytime, anywhere. You can be on that motherfucker all day. Yeah, you get a click. 10, maybe 15, a click. 15, 30 minutes, a click. And if they don't put money on your books, you ain't getting that phone click. Well, once a month, you'll get a free 15-minute click or a 5-minute click. You got to eat what's served. Well, I don't eat meat. Well, you must be hungry. And if somebody don't send you a food package, you shit out of luck. And it gets cold up there. And the mice and the roaches become your friends. So, ain't like you can go to the mall or order on Amazon. But you're going to give away your freedom for a motherfucker that won't even give you air, a smile. Because they cheating. They don't even know what they want out of their life. So you're going to give that up. So, my nieces, my sister-in-law, she dropped my nieces off. And she was going, I think she was doing something for her mom. God bless the dad, right? So, my brother thought she would be home. She would come back, like, in the afternoon, right? But Tressy fooled everybody. Tressie came in there at 8 o'clock. We was up making breakfast. So she walked. You would walk in the back of my house on 110 and 160. You would walk because, you know, his room was in the basement. So my brother had the basement. So she walked, but she looked in the the window, and she saw him laid up with this girl named Michelle. All you heard, Sam, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. So me, I was messy back then. I own that. I opened the door. Like, yeah, come in. All the knobs was on the table. Girl, you said you're going to kill some people. So he all the motherfucking knobs. Go do that. You know what my sister-in-law did? Sat in the middle of the fucking floor and cried. I can't believe you cheated on me. I can't believe. I said, what happened to the... She was the loudest one. Oh, I'm killing everybody. I don't give a fuck. Tell your mother to get some insurance because he going to die that day. Fuck that. She said her happy-go-lucky ass in the middle of the floor and cried. I can't believe she did. Oh my God. That's just what the fuck she did. So that let me know even back then, <laughs> for real, growing up. Your mouth say one thing, but common sense is real. For real. You got, you got, she had four daughters. Who, who, you gonna allow this nigga to raise him by himself? I know you lying. I know you lying. We can do but so much. Then your mother and your sister and them are living. So you gonna leave them in, the, in their care? I know you lying. I know you lying. You got your apartment and everything. I know you lying. All because of what? Because a motherfucker that don't live with his mama and don't have no no aspirations of the future, always live with a woman, ain't never have anything on his own. So you're going to give up all of this that you fought for, make sure your kids have for a dude that all he can give you is dick and pop you with some kids. But you're going to give that all up. Yeah, okay. Common sense played a big part in that. She cried. She cried in the middle of the floor. Oh, she cried. She cried. And I let me tell you how messy I was back then. Real talk. I went and got all of the hammers and the knives and put it around. I said, girl, he right there. Go stab him hell. Like, uh-uh. Oh, she moved all that shit. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so I remember my friend Teresa and them. They was like, what you would have did? I would have came, got my kids, and made sure Michelle and him give me some money for these kids. Welcome to the team. 
because she ain't going to quit screwing them. So, welcome to the team. Hi, that's your new second mother. Uh, this is the size they wear. Oh, I ain't signed up for that. Then, bitch, why you here? Because, see, he come with a package. So, you you was delivered at the wrong address. I thought you confused. But I would not be sitting there crying and doing all that. I know you lying. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. When my ex-husband, Roosevelt, cheated, uh, okay, me and him fought. And then after a while, it was, uh, I'm not doing this. I'm, the same way you could step out, I'm a bye. See, a motherfucker don't like it when you do it to them. And let me tell you, when my sister-in-law started cheating with Bourne, my brother's feelings was hurt. That nigga went and got a job. He was hurt, hurt. Because some people, you know, they can dish it. They don't know how to eat that shit when it come back to them. In the same way, my ex-husband, when I started messing with Marcel, and he was a good guy, I, for real. I don't have no bad things to say about Marcel. He was Stephanie and Ina's cousin. We met. Well, I was sitting on the step. I had just came from work. I used to work at the candy factory. And he was a cool brother. He had this red Jeep. I'll never forget it. And me and him, we would talk. You know, we have these conversations about books and everything. And But he was. He was a hustler. Ain't gonna lie. And he wound up going to jail. And he had pictures and stuff of us and everything. And, you know, because we, we were. My ex-husband, Rosalind, couldn't stand that. What? Oh, my God. You First of all, he was walking. My ex-husband, Marcel, had a car. Marcel had his own little apartment and all that. So, yeah, sister upgraded. She didn't just fall back. And he did not live in Queens. He was, because my brother Horace, God bless the day, he said, okay, you ain't going to be messing with all these niggas in Queens now. Come on. Uh, I was wise and Roosevelt, right? So he was like, keep your pussy out of Queens. That, that That's your... That translates to, okay, you done talk to, you, you done missed your quota now. You done went to two, maybe three. That's it. We ain't going to do seven, eight, nine. Nah, uh-uh. Go go somewhere else. We ain't doing that. <laughs> i never forget that shit. And Marcel was from Brooklyn. He was. He was from Brooklyn. I stopped talking to dudes in Queens a long time ago. I remember this dude named Peanut. He was like, yo, you don't, you don't mess with nobody in Queens. No, I don't. I, I'm not a whore in Brooklyn neither. But nah, no, no, uh-uh. No, and you, you got to have something under the cap. You, you got to be, you know, something, something. You got you, you got to have something. We're we not doing that. All I want to do is stand outside and hustle all day, go hand to hand and wear in the same outfit for three days. And because you called me Bay or Ma and you helped me carry my bags upstairs after I went to spend on my EBT. Nah, we, uh, no, no, uh-uh. Sorry, I'm a different kind of caliber. Um... But like I said, when you're put in situations the same way, you know, there was a, a conversation and I tell people, you don't have to disrespect your godparents. You don't have to disrespect the people that want to disrespect you. Guess what? I'm going to keep saying it. It's a free app. You can block, delete, let people write or say what they want to say about you. God bless you. Guess what? It is 24 hours in the day. If all you can do is post and watch my page and worry about what the fuck I'm saying, you the problem, not me. Because I'm still doing what I was called to do. But y'all do not have to continuously sit there and say what you're going to do. No. Keep doing what it is you were destined to do. And if the situation does come to you, think. Don't allow emotions and an audience to dictate your outcome. Because it never ends well. It doesn't. When people tend to want to show off in front of an audience, 
they're the actors that always get their hand, they, they fucking cast or their part obliterated. You see all these people. And all I, all I say to anyone is longevity, consistency. Don't put your personal business. That, that shit bugs me out when people do that. Oh, me and my man, we going at it. Fuck that nigga. And then two weeks later, I'm engaged. He's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, my God. Then another day, fuck him. He's trying to control me. He be sitting there saying, it's about the most bipolar. But society is showing y'all that's that's the way to go. Christian and Blueface and all of this. Toxic and just being there. And I'm going to keep saying it. This year that's coming. I don't know where the reach is going to govern it. But I will say people are tired. It's going to be a lot of people leaving Santo houses that you're going to be like, oh, my God, I thought they were great. People are tired. People don't want no more of the trauma and the traumatic experiences. People are tired of watching people fuck over people. People are tired of people just taking advantage and saying what they want. People are perfecting their lanes and they're finding their spot and they're staying there. And they don't have a problem with excluding people off their lives. People are choosing peace because they're scared. And people are tired and people are saying, you know what? If I'm in that situation, I'm just going to deal with it on how it comes. But I ain't got time to tell you what I'm going to do. Because guess what? We're not doing the make-believe no more. If it comes, it comes. If it don't, it don't. It ain't, I'm going to cross that bridge when I get there. Right now, I'm doing this. I don't have time to say what if. If, if it was a fifth, we all be drunk. So right now, I'm dealing with what's in front of me. And that's what people's agenda is now. What's in front of me? Don't miss this boat. The same way I told y'all, listen, start getting out of that, po that poverty mindset. People now started learning about money. It is more drug dealers and strippers that have a portfolio that are invested in stock. And you'll be sitting there saying, oh, shit. Yes. So now the way train is, I'm not worrying about what the fuck you doing and saying. Guess what? This app free. I can block you. Yo, I don't have time. Because when you see people in real life, they're not the same. And nobody ain't got time for no goddamn Facebook gangsters or social media thug gangsters. Anybody got time for that at all. But we show up the same way. Look what happened. There was teenagers tormenting elders in the Bronx. A whole building tormenting the older people, right? And everybody and their mother said, oh, if that was my grandmother, I'd be over there, uh... Well, they everybody grandmother. They're the elders. They're the community. They are the pillars. They are the history that we are seeing in live. So what happened? A few brothers and a few sisters said, fuck that. I'm going to deal with it because it's in front of me. And they went out there. Guess what those teenagers are? They're not over there tormenting them. Guess what those parents said? Oh, my God. I didn't even know they were doing all that. You knew. You knew. There was a sister that, you know, most people always say, if somebody hit my kids, I'm going to go off. Okay. Then they get in front of the school and the teachers and the principal and be like, ah, right, we just got to find a way to come together. Well, it was the sister that said, no, enough is enough. So when the parent walked in, oh, I'm here again. My daughter, she's not a bully. She just, you, she ain't going to let nobody bother her. So it was maybe about four or five times they done spoke to this mother. 
So guess what the mother is? And like I said, I don't condone violence. But guess what she did? She beat the shit out of that bully's mother. And she turned to the little girl and she said, listen, I will beat your mother up every day. But what's even more scarier, you sitting here bullying my daughter and your own mother can't protect you. The principal and all of them, you know what they say? Because we have to write it up, we're going to send your child home for a day. And you can't come into the school for a day. And after that, it's back to normal. We are going to work on the healing process. So, they got sent home for a day. But guess what happened? Her daughter ain't bullied no more. And that little bully little girl don't bully anybody no more. Because the reality was, I'm thinking I can do all of this and my mother got my back. But you watch your mother get her ass whooped. So, now it's a wake-up call. See? And that's what I'm, that is the end of the whole thing. All the shit I said, I want you to take this wake up call. Everybody that comes to you, they not about that life. Everyone that want to sit there and shout and tell you what they going to do when the situation come, they not going to do that. Everybody that comes to you and tell you, oh, you know what? I'm, I will curse you. I will do. They not about that. Stop using or thinking that these people are the all great I am or they about that life or they're doing it. Because in my experiences, gangsters move in silence. And ain't no robber, thug, killer, abuser, anybody going to tell you, oh, I'm an abuser, I'm a robber, I'm a killer, I'm going to come and get you at 3 o'clock at 2.45 on the 15th. No, boo-boo. They got to come in as a friend, a lover, a confidant. Because they got to first allow you to trust them. And then once they get you in that place, then they come for you. But until then, when you start recognizing bullshit and seeing the flags and knowing that they're not decorations, you already put a stop to it. And if you're following my experience or any experience that you even had, you already see the red flags and you know, nah, they ain't decoration, nigga. That's how that nigga is. Yo, two-piece. And you're out. So whoever they get after you, they didn't get you. That is the main one. Self-preservation is real. So don't worry. Or you don't have to ever tell nobody what you would do in the situation. Deal with that bridge when you come there. Right now, deal with what's in front of you. Your family, your loved ones, your community, yourself first and foremost. Your healing, your health, your peace. Healing, all of that shit. Deal with you and everything else that's surrounding you to make your space Livable, lovable, doable, and peaceful. Stop worrying about anybody else. And remember, as always, this is a free fucking app. It's free. How the fuck we allow people to get us out our feelings or get us all emotional on a free fucking app? I know you lying. Don't do it. Don't worry about the situation. And if you ain't there, I've never been robbed by a handgun. When Pat, like I said, when Fat Joe said it, I was like, shit. But I didn't never say, oh, if that was me. No. I, I, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Well, guess what? Through all the 50 years, it didn't happen. So God bless me. God bless me. And the people that did take from me, they were regular people that either stole or lied and I gave them something and they did it. But they ain't come out right and rob me. No, no, nah, no. I remember... Ah, man, it was me and Carol. We were on the boulevard. And this dude was like, yo, I, he went to snatch my bag. I snatched it back. 
And he was like, oh, I can rob you. Nigga, I will whoop your ass. Get out my face. Like, no. Take what? Taking my shit back. Get out of here. Like, no. The guy was like, yo, you think he was serious? I don't know. And we kept walking. And we did what we had to do. And we kept, we went straight to Harlem. Like, nigga, what? Stop. The fuck? I remember when somebody made a post and said, oh, would you stay in a haunted house, you know, with robbers and killers and all that? I said, yeah. And they were like, why? I doubt if two monsters is in the same space. I will never forget when I was, this dude, Jose, was my godfather back then. And he told us we had to be at his house at about five o'clock in the morning. Well, uh, Far Rockaway, y'all know the vans and the buses, them shit stop at a certain hour. So the dude, you know, I was hitchhiking on Godbrook Boulevard in 110. And the guy stopped and he picked me up. And he said, um, that, I'll never forget that. First he said, um, how you know if I'm not a killer or if I'm not, you know, a rapist or something? I said, yo, real talk, it's very rare to have two, you know, monsters in the same car because you picked me up. How you know if I ain't got a gun ready to kill you and take everything out this motherfucker? And he said, wow. He said, nah, the spirit told me to pick you up. Like, I was something told me to come and just grab you. I knew exactly who you was and where you was going to be. Real talk. I can't make it up. And I got to Jose's house, did what I had to do, and I came home. That was it. You know? So, and I remember his girlfriend, she was like, you should never do that. I said, why? Why? The same way. As and it, it's the I believe you know, and it, it doesn't have to for everyone, but for me, I believe I was in a lot of situations and it wasn't my fault. I followed what needed to be followed, what they told me to do, and I did it. Doesn't mean that testing things and challenges and obstacles won't come your way, but it's your reaction and your faith that gets you over. So I knew I had to do A, B, and C, and I did it. Yeah, obstacles came. I didn't panic. I didn't sit there and fold. I didn't say, yo, never mind. I'm not going. I did it. I did it. And the outcome was amazing. So I did that. I, I believe that a lot of things go by faith. You know what I'm saying? But without works, it's dead. So you also have to put that work in. But the one thing that I just don't do I don't care how you feel about me. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care. I don't. I real talk. I don't. And it can sound arrogant, egotistical, all of that. I don't. I'm not going to worry about someone that wasn't there when I saw the vision, when I saw the things I was supposed to do, when I heard the instructions. You weren't there. You just came on this ride. So I'm not worried about you. You're an obstacle that I know they're going to remove. Either you're going to help me fly or you're going to move out the way. That, that's your only choice. You're going to help me fly or you're going to move out the way. That's it. There, there's nothing else. I don't have a plan B. I don't have a plan C. This A plan right here is what I've been following. There's no alternative. Until they put me in the ground and I take that beautiful dirt nap. There is no plan B. This is A right here. Bow. That's it. You're going to have challenges, obstacles. You're going to have all kinds of things that's going to come your way. It's the world. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. Not everybody going to do the same as you. And that's okay. We can agree to disagree respectfully. But the one thing you're not going to do is stop me. And y'all need that one. 
Don't get stopped. I love y'all. Check me out later on. Love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. As always, sign up. Classes start October 16th. I do have a payment plan. Yes, we do go through six weeks. And if you can't make it on that day, there's makeup days on Wednesday. Or if you work on a Sunday, don't get discouraged. You can also have a day of your choice. I'm flexible. I want to teach so bad and I love teaching. I share.